You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Jesus. The man that after the day has celebrated Jesus, the one who was, who is, and is to come. Call upon his name and shout his praise about Catale. Let the rebels out of Shapadas at Epadebea. Don't be tired of worshiping. Let it out. Let it up. Give it up unto Jesus. Prado Badas or Tededa. Jeteba de Babo says God in Abyss of praises of his people. Radizepeshekat as I begin to give him praise, give him thanks. Don't be tired, give him praise, give him thanks. Begin to sing your own songs, begin to raise, praise, raise, praise, raise, praise. Call his name, call upon his beautiful name, call him beautiful names. He whose words never fails, he whose name is great, he was mighty to be praised. He was seated in the council of God, he is supreme, he is God Almighty, he is God Almighty, no kind like him, no one like him, no person like him, he is Alpha, he is Omega, before him there was no God, after him there shall be none else, he fills all of space and time, he exists right outside of them. They will worship him, worship him, worship him, adore him, adore him who lives forevermore, adore him whose name is Jali Tapade. He will seat kings and unseat kings. He will rule in the affairs of men. He will control times and seasons. They are in his hands. He does as he pleases. He lifts one. He brings another down. He is God. He is judge of all the earth. The righteous one. The righteous judge. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. We worship you this morning. We give you praise. Most high God, the one who has no beginning, the one who has no end. We worship you, the one who is infinite, the ones whose resources cannot be exhausted. Maker of all things, doer of all things, knower of all things. The omniscient one, he before whom all things are plain. The night and the day are like the same before you because you see right through darkness, you feel right through space. Your Hands baked all that we see, all that we cannot see. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. That powerful world that came upon space and time and fashioned out things that we see. We worship you, most high God. Most high God, creator of all the seen and unseen things, of all the seen and unseen creatures, of all the seen and unseen places. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you this morning. We give you thanks. We bless your name for a brand new day. We thank you for the first Saturday in the month of July. The first Saturday in the second half of the year 2021. Lord, we thank you for the first Saturday in the third quarter of this year. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We know that all things work together for good. To them who love God and the called according to his purpose. We know that you are set to do great and mighty things this month. We know that we are gaining speed. We know that 
that we are gaining speed as we run. We know we are receiving grace to outrun those who are headed. We receive grace to take the upper hand against those who have an advantage. Thank you, Lord God, because it's time for recovery. It's time to regain distance. It's time to move. Why are we soaring on eagles' wings? Thank you, Lord God, because you are taking us to a new pedestal. We sit in a place of advantage. We glide over the storms and obstacles of life. We gain a broader perspective. In the name of Jesus Christ, we worship you most, High God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. Maker of light, we adore you. We adore you. You whose words bring light, we adore you. As your word we come today. Lord, let it do what your word does. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, speak through me. Lord, let our ears be open. Lord, speak to us. In the name of Jesus. We begin this in your name. Be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Can I hear a believing amen? Glory to Jesus. This is a beautiful day, the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Today is very special, not only because it's the first Saturday in the month of July, not because it's the first Saturday in the second half of the year, not because it's the first Saturday in the third quarter of the year 2021, but today is the 52nd time that we are having this kind of service on this platform put your hands together for jesus it's been one year of having this service on this platform we want to thank god for his faithfulness we want to thank you for being there for coming every saturday we want to thank god for the men and women behind the scenes who make sure that this happens and for 52 consecutive saturdays we did not fail at any point in time i want to just give god praise celebrate these men and women of god we thank you from the bottom of my heart i pray for you that the lord will increase you in the name of jesus and for every listener out there maybe today is your first time of listening maybe you are a faithful listener you come in uh, all all the time every saturday or you you come in once in a while you're welcome once more and we we thank god for what god is doing in our lives we know that he's going to perfect all that pertains to us in the name of jesus christ if you're just joining us i'd like to just let you know that this series that we're taking in the month of july we actually started it in the month of june and it is called the ships of life the ships of life we've considered a few ships and in this month of july the ships we'll be looking at are more on the spiritual side. We've looked at some ships on the marketplace side, some ships on the relationship side, on the vocational side. But this month we'll be focusing on the ships of life in the spiritual dimension. And I want to encourage you, you know, when, when we, we hear about topics going spiritual, we begin to feel, oh, it's going to be boring. No, 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 no. It's a lie of the enemy. You see, when we begin to develop our spirit man we begin to position ourselves for an advantage that is not available in any other realm i don't know if you understand me if the spirit man is built it's just a matter of time for the rest to fall in shape the vocational the mental the emotional the social the financial the physical derive 
from the spiritual. If the spiritual is thoroughly furnished and healthy, there is a way that it influences the others. If you do it right, there is a way that it influences the others. And this month, I encourage you to not miss any session. Today, our topic is worship. Worship. This ship is called worship. I'm going to be taking my text from the book of Revelations. The book of Revelations chapter 4. To begin our journey into this ship called worship. What is this thing we call worship? Who are those people in this ship called worship? How do we operate in this ship called worship? Is it possible to worship and not know who or what we worship? Or is it possible to worship and deceive ourselves and lose that or the gain of worship? What are the powers available when we worship? These are some of the things we'll be considering today. Hopefully in the short time we have, God will give us grace to not only communicate this, but challenge us to come into this ship if you are not a regular attendee of this ship. You do not sit in this ship. Maybe you just see this ship from afar. You admire this ship from afar. We're going to be making an invitation for you to enter this ship called worship. By now, I believe that you have found the book of Revelations chapter 4. I'm going to start reading slowly from verse 1 to build a foundation for worship. The Bible says, After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The writer of this inspired book of Revelation is John the Beloved, a disciple of Jesus Christ. So he had written, based on what he had been shown by Jesus, letters to the churches, to the seven churches in Asia Minor. He had written to them and this was what was catalogued in the first three chapters of the book of Revelations. Now we get to fourth chapter and it says, It behold that a door was opened in heaven. The Bible says, And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, I will show you things which must take place after this. You see, when God is about to show you great and mighty things, the first place he does is to call you to a place of worship. You don't understand what I'm saying yet. You will get it later. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, you remember I've taught us through this um, about the levels of, of depth when you are entering into the spiritual realm. The levels of depth, the ankle level, the knee level, the waist level, and the level in which you are totally submerged. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 47, the man was summoned. He said, someone called me to come to the temple, the place of worship. And then when I entered, I began to see things. I began to see things. I began to do things. If you are going to do things in the spiritual, listen to me. If you are going to see what man's eyes cannot see ordinarily, one perfect gateway to see that is in the place of worship. You will understand better as we continue to read. The Bible says, The voice said to me, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. After that invitation, you will enter the prophetic. Verse 2 says, Immediately I was in the spirit. Listen, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. The Bible says one, one sat on the throne 
And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. Listen, there is a throne in the middle and there are 24 thrones round about this throne in the middle. 24 thrones. And on the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting. 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. These elders did not only have thrones. They had their own thrones. The Bible says they had on their head crowns of gold. Gold, not gold-plated. Gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings thunderings and voices seven lambs of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of god verse 6 it says before the throne there was a sea of glass like a crystal lord jesus help me ah how can i say this if you see this sea of glass your expression about god will change how you see god will change i once had a privilege I had a spiritual encounter one day. I saw this sea of glass. It changed how I saw God from that day forward. The Bible says, before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like a crystal. It's like a sea, but it's like glass. It's moving, but it's like glass. It's flowing. Lord Jesus. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in the back. That is, their eyes can see the future. Their eyes can see the past. In the presence of God, nothing is hidden. That is why in those presence, in the place where God dwells, revelations are abundant. Nothing can be hidden. Whether it's in the future, he sees into it. Whether it's in the past, he sees into it. He knows what you have done in the past. He knows the mistakes. He knows the good things you have done in the past. He knows the things you will do in the future. The Bible says these creatures had eyes in front. They had eyes at the back. But that's not where I'm going. The Bible says the first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. And the third living creature had the face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. You see, the Bible is very consistent. This same description, if you go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 1, you see exactly this same description. When God showed Ezekiel the priest, he showed him a picture of heaven. He caught a vision of heaven. This was exactly what he saw. Consistency. Verse 8, the Bible says, The four living creatures, having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. Ha! Huh. If you read the scripture very well, you also see these six wings is very consistent with scripture. The Bible says, with two, they cover their eyes. With two, they cover their legs. With two, they did fly. Hmm. When you stand in this kind of place, your identity is immaterial. They cover their eyes. It's not about them when you stand in the presence of he who sits on the throne. You cover your legs. It's not where your legs want to go. It's where he wants your legs to go. And two wings ready to fly to do his bidding. Wherever he sends them to go, that's where they fly to. The place of worship. Listen, the Bible says in verse 6, it said they were full of eyes 
around and within present and they do not rest day or night. What were they doing? What is this 24 hour activity that they were doing? The Bible says they were saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Worship is a 24 hour activity. The Bible says, Wherever the living creatures Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will they exist and were created. They were created. Oh, I thought these 24 elders had golden crowns. Sorry. I thought these 24 elders sat on 24 different thrones. The Bible says even these 24 elders. These 24 elders whose names the Bible graciously omitted. Oh, you think there is no space in scriptures to write their name? If you go to the book of Numbers, you see plenty of names, many of which you cannot remember. You go to the book of Leviticus, you see plenty of names. How come the names of these elders were not mentioned? You want to know why? When it comes to worshipping God, no name matters, no other name matters. No other name means anything. No other status means anything. No position means anything. It does not matter that they, are, that they are elders. It does not matter that they have truths. It does not matter that they have crowns. As far as worship is concerned, there is only one to worship. He who sat on the throne in the middle. He is the one who deserves worship. He is the one to worship. The Bible says the 24 elders, they cast their crowns. They do not stop day and night. Whenever the sound comes from the living creatures, the Bible says the 24 elders cast their crown. So what is this worship that we have to do for 24 hours? What is this thing called worship? Turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 23. I'm going to read 23 and 24. The book of John chapter 4. Jesus teaching the woman he met at the well of Jacob about worship. The woman was curious. She was asking a question. You Jews, you say you have to worship in, in Jerusalem. But we Samarians, we would like to worship here in Samaria, where is the right place to worship? Jesus answered that in verse 23 and said, Hey, woman, the hour is coming. And now is the hour when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Oh, did you, did you hear true worshippers? So, if there are true worshippers, 
There are false worshippers. Hope time will permit us to get there today. If there are true worshippers, then there are false worshippers. People who think that they are worshipping, but their worship is fake and false. It says true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Oh, the Bible says the Father is seeking true worshippers. May you be among those who will be found. May I be among those who will be found as true worshippers. God is spirit. Verse 24. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Must worship in spirit and truth. How can we worship? What is the modus operandi for worship? Is there a protocol for worship? Is there a pattern or place for worship? Answers are in scriptures. If there is anything we can deduce from what we have read so far in the book of Revelation and the book of John, incidentally written by the same person, is that when it comes to worshipping God, there are things that don't matter. If you are going to worship God truly, some things don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. Your song is not the most important thing. You know, we, we grew up in a church culture that makes us feel that when we talk of worship, the only thing we are talking about is song. Song is part of worship. Song is not necessarily worship. Hello? I know we have music ministers in the house listening this morning. Listen to me. Song is a medium for worship. It is not worship. And let's 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 turn it a, a little bit further. You know when we want to sing in church, we, we, when we sing in the fast ones, we say we are singing praise. And when we drop the beats or we take out the beats or we take it to blues, we say we are singing worship. You are still singing a song. Actually, you can sing your worship song fast. Or you sing your worship song slow. It's not in the tempo. It's not in the key. It's not in the genre of music. It's in the heart. The Bible said, those who will worship him, will worship in spirit and in truth. That is, it's got to be internal and it's got to be authentic. So it is not just about the melody of your song. It is not about the lyrics of your song. It's about the heart of the worshiper. And the worshiper may not have a good voice. Hmm. The worshiper may be singing 10 keys at once. As far as heaven is concerned, you are making melody in your heart unto him. So it's beyond your song. It's beyond the song. It's beyond your name. We've seen that the names of the 24 elders were not mentioned. It's beyond the name. It's beyond your status. I'm an elder. Worship is for children. Mm-mm. If you are a child of God, it does not matter what stage you are in. 
you are a child, you are a son, or you are an elder, it doesn't matter. And we will talk about that next week. The difference between those three things, child, son, and elders in the kingdom. It does not matter whether you are an elder, or you are a child, or you are a son. You have a duty to worship. Your status does not matter when it comes to worship. Your gadgets do not come into the equation when it comes to worship. You know, it's amazing. You will see some people worshipping and they are taking selfie while worshipping. I don't understand you. I don't get it. Oh, you are in church and when the camera zooms on you, that's the moment when you genuflex. That's the moment you pay your business. That's the moment you cut sight in worship to God. No, you are doing it for the gadgets. You are doing it for the grams. When it comes to worship, it does not matter what gadget you have in your hand. You surrender everything that you can focus on him. He is the one to worship. He is the one that we should focus on. When it comes to worship, it does not matter what your location is. Jesus told the woman, he said, see, a time is coming and now is when true worshippers will not be called true worshippers because they worship in a certain location but rather by how they worship in spirit and in truth so you can worship in your bed you can worship in a congregation you can worship at work you can worship in the bathroom you can worship while eating you can worship while singing you can worship while reading it's about the heart not about the location. Worship is beyond all that. Do you know that it's not even about whether you are a human being or something else before you can worship? Jesus speaking, when he had a triumphal entry into Jerusalem and the elders were going to stop the children from singing his praise for saying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They were going to shut them down. He said, wait, if you shut this one up, I will raise stones to give me praise. I will raise stones. He wasn't bluffing. He's saying even stones can be made to worship. The trees clap their hands. The seas roar in praise of him. So worship is beyond how your DNA is. Worship is beyond all that. The Bible was speaking about the creatures in this Revel- the book of Revelation that we had. They are not human beings. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said they had four faces. Have you seen somebody with four faces before? Six wings, four faces. But they worship him. They worship him. He is a God of all creation. Not just mankind. And all that he has created worship him. The celestial beings worship him. Oh, you think we are here alone? There are many other creatures and beings different from us. That don't have flesh and blood yet were created by our God. And they worship him. His angels worship him. The seraphims, they worship him. So worship is more than singing a song and say, oh, I'm worshiping. And when he stops, I finish worshiping. Worshiping is a perpetual thing. It's a spiritual thing. 
When the word worship first occurred in the book of Genesis, we see another dimension of what it means to worship. Genesis chapter 22, if I read verse 5, Genesis 22 verse 5, the Bible says about Abraham, said, and Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. When worship was used there, it was in the context of sacrifice. Abraham took Isaac and he was going to worship with him. <laughs> he was going to worship with the most precious thing he had. He was going to worship with a child he got in his old age. He was going to worship with the only surviving child he had left. Remember at this time Ishmael had been driven out. He was going to worship with what he prayed and waited for God to do for more than 25 years. He was going to worship with him. Man, Lord teach us worship. Lord, teach me worship. Lord, teach me worship. How can you worship with what you spent the entire life on campus doing? How can you worship with what you spent the first six months of the year praying about? How can you worship with it? How can you worship with that vehicle that it looks as if is the only option for God to fulfill his covenant and promise to you. How can you worship with it? God told Abraham. He said I'm going to make you great. Your descendants will be as many as the sand at the seashore. Through you all families in the earth will be blessed. And God made good his promise. He gave him Isaac. According to the word of the Lord. The Lord came to him and said. Hey by this time next year. You shall have a son. He was speaking to Sarah. You shall carry a son. Oh, and she laughed and said, Oh, my Lord, I didn't laugh. I said, Because you laughed. His name will be called Isaac. Because everyone who hears will laugh with you. And God gave them that child, Ezekiel. And it will appear that that is the only option for God to fulfill his promise. And yet God wanted that same Isaac in worship. Worship is more than a song. If you will not remember any other thing from this message, take that on. Worship is sacrifice. Worship is self-denial. Worship is putting on the altar what matters the most to you. Lord, Worship is putting your ambition down just to make Jesus proud. Worship is forgetting what is in your bank account. Worship is forgetting the class of degree on your certificate. Worship is forgetting where you work. Worship is forgetting what business you own. Worship is forgetting how many people say yes sir or yes ma to you. Worship is forgetting how beautiful you look. Worship is forgetting how expressive your clothes is. If you've got to lie down and roll before him in worship, worship is you doing it without thinking twice. Teach us to worship, Lord. Teach me to worship, Lord. Teach me to worship, Lord. Teach me to worship, Lord. 
Worship is putting everything on the line. Worship is taking a risk. Worship is focusing on him. Worship is putting everything down. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 29. 2 Chronicles chapter 29. Lord, teach us to worship. Teach us to worship. Lord God, we lay it down. We put it down. We put it down. Lord, we put it down. Second Corinthians chapter 29. I'm going to read verse 28. The Bible says, So all the assembly worshipped. The singer sang, and the trumpeter sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. The point I want to bring up from this verse is that one, the entire congregation worshipped. Underline in your Bible, worshippers. Hmm? Or congregation. I don't know what version you're using. The entire assembly. Assembly or congregation in your version. Underline singers. Underline trumpeters. In this place of worship, there were three categories of people. And I'm saying this to those of us who are not in the music ministry. Who think a time of worship is a time of singing. When choir entertains us by singing, you are making a very big mistake. If that's your perception about worship. The Bible says the entire congregation worshipped. Whether they know how to sing or they do not know how to sing. Everybody worshipped. And the singers sang. Ah, are you getting it now? So the singers sang. The trumpeters, that is representing the musicians. The musicians did their thing. They sounded their instruments. So during worship in church, congregational worship usually, you see you, uh, you have the, the choir members, they are singing, the singers are singing. You have the persons on the keyboards, the person on the stringed instruments, the person on the drums, the person on the wind instruments, the person on the other percussion instruments. They begin to do their own thing. Let everybody be doing what they are doing to worship. It is not supposed to be in compartments to say when they finish singing now, we are finished worshipping. You that you are not a member of the choir or the music team, are you worshipping? Are you worshipping? That's congregational worship. How about in your private life? Do you worship? Do you worship? When you stand or sit or lie down or kneel down to pray, do you worship? That is, do you translate your mind from yourself and your environment and focus on Him? Because worship is about Him. Worship is about Him. If you read the book of Exodus chapter 20, when he was given the Ten Commandments, one of the foremost commandments is about worship. You shall not have any other God besides me. You shall not make any graven image for yourself. You shall not bow down before them, neither shall you serve them. Worship. Very critical in heaven. The ship called worship is a ship that is very empty because many do not know how to enter into worship. 
We know how to do many things. We know how to go into other ships. We know how to go into relationship, but we don't know how to go into worship. We don't know how to enter his gates with thanksgiving. We don't know how to enter his courts with praise. How to give him thanks. And give glory to his holy name. Worship is deep. Worship is broad. Worship is a place where we shift our emphasis from ourselves and our environment or from our situations and put it on him. Worship is that place where we submit to him and say, do with me as you want. I have come, do with me as you want. I surrender everything, including my worries, I surrender them. Then I can shift my focus to you. When we shift focus to him, things begin to shift in our lives. Things begin to shift around us. When we shift our focus to him, many things we miss because we do not worship. We do not worship because we do not know how to worship. I pray, Lord Jesus, open the eyes of your people that they may see you. That they may see you and that their worship experience will change, Lord. Lord, give me utterance. I'm speaking from a place of deep revelation and understanding of what worship means. In the little time that I've had privilege to share and minister the Holy Spirit in different meetings, for those of us who have been part of those meetings, you will bear with me witness that I dare not enter into that realm without going through the vehicle of worship. Because in that place, it brings us into the supernatural. In an atmosphere of worship, everything else is possible. Everything else is possible when we worship. Heavens open. Do you know why that happens? The person whom we worship is present when we worship. And because he's present, everything else is possible. And when you see that the hand of God is resting on people, it's not about God's Sabbath. It's about the fact that the one that we worship is present and is doing what he wants to do. Worship. Worship. The man of God could not prophesy because he was not in a good mood. Something had happened. He said, can you find me a mystery? Bring me a mystery. And when the mystery began to play, 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 15, the Bible says, and he began to prophesy. And he began to prophesy. There are things that you will not be able to prophesy until you enter into certain atmospheres. In certain atmospheres, some utterances begin to proceed. You did not rehearse them. You were not told. You were not taught. You were not shown. But they just begin to stream forth. In the place of worship. When you enter the room of worship, everything else changes. Everything. Everything. You begin to see clearly. You begin to hear clearly. In the place of worship. There is a place ah, yeah, yeah, that I love to dwell hey, in the presence of my father hey, yeah, where the host of heaven gathering worship him. 
bowing down before him. They sing holy, 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 holy. In that atmosphere, everything changes. In the place of worship, in the place of worship, we have communion. Worship is deep, worship is deep. I don't know the words to use to describe it. When you experience deep worship, you will never want to leave that place. There are times I've, I've, I've been lost in worship. I did not want to come out. I had to drag myself out because it's, a, it's an intense place where the supernatural happens. There are words I've heard in the place of worship that I've not heard elsewhere. There are things that I've done in the place of worship that I cannot do outside of it. There are things you can do. There are words you can hear. There are revelations you can catch. There are instructions you can receive in the place of worship if you will go there. Couple. We lose a lot by not going there. By not finding the way to the sheep called worship. The door is open but people don't want to enter. Because when you enter, the rule is that it's not about you. If it's about you, you can't do it. You can't do it if it's about you. Mark chapter 7 verse 7. I've not even entered into what I'm doing tonight. And now I have to stop. Mark chapter 7 verse 7. Listen. Let me read from verse 6 for context. He said, Jesus speaking, He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me, and in vain they worship him. In vain they worship me, teaching us doctrines, the commandments of men. That is, what they are teaching is not the truth. And their attitude is not in spirit. That it is not from their heart. It's in their lips. Are you getting it? Those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. So it is actually possible to worship in hypocrisy, in lips, and in fulfilling the traditions of men. That's not the kind of worship God desires. The kind of worship God desires is that which is from your heart. When you come into his presence, that you put everyone and everything else, including you, you put them aside, that you will worship him. That you will worship him. And see, there is another dimension of worship, the warfare dimension. I'm sure you know the story all too well, the book of Second. Chronicles chapter 20 we start from verse 22 the Bible says and as they began to sing and to praise him he said the Lord began to set an ambush against the enemies he made number one enemy to face number two enemy and said guy let us connive together so that we can destroy number three enemy 
Number one and two teamed up to destroy number three enemy. And when they had finished destroying number three enemy, number one and two turned against each other and destroyed one another until no man was left standing. Worship. Worship. Maybe we should even read it. Second Chronicles chapter 20. There are things that you have tried to address in the place of prayer. It did not work. In the place of worship, there's a different rule. Different, different rule entirely. The Bible says from verse 22, it says, Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. And they were defeated. May the Lord defeat those who have come against you. As you enter the place of worship, may the Lord arise and begin to fight for you. He said, the Lord defeated them. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Manser to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they had to destroy one another. God can cause confusion in the camp of the enemy while you are busy worshipping. No weapon lifted apart from the weapon of worship. And worship is a weapon, if you do not know. It's one of the system of advantages available to believers. Only if you will enter the ship called worship. How often do you come to the place of worship? I'm not talking about congressional worship now. Oh, thank God for congressional worship. Personal worship. How often do you come to this place? Do you even know the road? Do you know the road to worship? I know you know many other roads. But you know the road to worship. Do you know that the first word about worship is surrender? Do you know that? If you are going to come into this ship, the boarding pass is surrender. Those who have not surrendered have no place in this ship. There is only one king we worship. We can't worship him and you together. We can't worship him and my ego. We can't worship him and my status. We can't worship him and my achievements. We can't worship him and my vocabulary. We can't worship him and my position or location or any acquisition that I've got. We can't do that together. It's going to be him alone. He is the one we must worship. Thank God for our skillfulness. But the skills must be secondary in the place of worship. The primary thing is the heart. Is your heart right with God? Are you doing it genuinely? Or you are doing it so that someone around you will see all that you are worshipping? That's not how to generate power. If you are going to generate power in the place of worship, it's got to be real. It's got to be about Him. About Him alone. Not about you. I like that song. It says, I'll put you in front. In front of my melody. For you all that matters. I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You're all that matters. In the place of worship, it's only him that matters. I don't matter. I don't matter in the place of worship. This ship is wide open. This ship is still available. This ship has many empty seats. Will you come to this ship today? Will you come to worship? 
Will you create incentives for worship? And one of the incentives you can create is an incentive of godly music. It's one of the best and easiest options to begin to trigger you the desire for worship. It's not the song that is the worship, but it's a portal that opens you to an atmosphere where you can come into the ship. You want to worship? Open the scriptures. Read the Bible to the wondrous works of the Lord. Begin to adore Him. Then gradually you see yourself walking in. Walking in, walking in, walking in, walking in. Once you taste and see, you will not want to come out. Because a place of worship is a place of revelation. John was called, come up here. And he went to a place where God was being worshipped. He saw all the living creatures and the elders went prostrate before him. Dumbed their crowns each time they went flat. After that, he wrote the rest of Revelation. There are revelations waiting to be written. There are revelations waiting to be unveiled to you. That are only after you enter into the ship called worship. There are things about your life, about people around you, about your career, about your future, about your surroundings, about your everything that you will not know until you come into this ship called worship. I invite you today. Come and taste and see. Taste and see what it means to worship. Taste and see what it means to have communion. Taste and see what it means to lie prostrate before your father. Watch and see what happens next. Lord, we worship you this morning. We worship you. You will do great and mighty things. We worship you. We worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. I bow my knees before you this morning. And to ask that you will call your children up to the place of worship. Each one of us. That you will call us to a place of worship. You called Isaiah up. Isaiah said in the year that Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. From that moment, he began to prophesy differently. You showed Ezekiel your throne. From that moment, he began to see things differently. He saw visions of heaven. He saw visions of a chariot. He saw visions of how dry bones became an army. Lord, draw us into worship that we may see things. That we may see your plans for our lives. That we may be able to arise and do what you have called us to do. name we pray put your hands together for jesus hallelujah see you next week for another edition of the sheeps of life god bless you listen to the announcement and we'll get back to you next week put your hands together for jesus hallelujah
Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 Stroke 42 Imam Dowder Street off Eric Mosuleri Lagos. God bless you.